Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and with me, as always, is the great, the fantastic, the farming, Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been, uh, it's been a, again, we're on our regular schedule. E3 is behind us. Um, no more E3 episodes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, that was an interesting period, right? But outside of that, everything is good. Um, been gaming a lot, thankfully. Um, I also, wish I could there's, say been the same. A, there's also been. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, is it going to be the Maximilian X talks about video games again? Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's for later. That's for what we've been playing. That's later in the episode. But first, as always, we talk about the news. And it's been... I want to say it's been busy. But I don't think there's been a lot of big news. There's been a lot of small, interesting news articles. So, um, But there were a few big, uh, well, bigger announcements among the smaller uh, news stuff. So let's just start off with... Um, a little bit of game news, like game announcements. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. It is happening. Finally. I mean, it, it already happened, of course. <laughs> but it is happening again. Yes. The director's cut. I, um, I read an article the other day, after this was announced, that it might be a new thing Sony's going to do, and that oh, they're going to oh, do... No director's cuts of multiple of their games so i think uh maybe days gone might be a contender or maybe god of war might be a contender or um horizon zero dawn maybe i mean uh, no it's it's it, it's from a business point of view it's a smart move from a player appreciation point of view it's a really sucky move because oh yeah um, no kidding they're charging you money even if you have so basically what happens is, is Ghost of Tsushima got announced. That it's got a director's cut. It's the base game plus an expansion on Iki Island. Um, and it has some PS5 stuff in there, like uh, DualSense uh, functionality. Wait, if the you... expansion, is it like stuff that's already available on PlayStation 4? No, no, no. So the expansion is a brand new island. But oh, the yeah. problem is you cannot get the expansion separately. If you have Ghost of Tsushima on PS4... You have to pay to upgrade to the director's cut on PS4. And then if you want it on PS5, you have to pay again to upgrade that version to the PS5 of the director's cut. So it's not like if you have the PS4 version, you already get the PS5 version. No, it's like this whole elaborate scheme of upgrading and upgrading. Because if you upgrade from the PS4 version to the director's cut, PS4 version, it's 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if you want the PS5 version, it's an additional 10 bucks. What? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. So does that mean that the director's cut is also coming to PlayStation 4? Uh, yes. Oh, they can go suck it. <laughs> it's a, what? It's a strange thing no, because people are saying, goodness. like, why is Sony all of a sudden doing this when, for example, Miles Morales came out, they just gave it a free upgrade to the PS5. I'll do you one better. And I know you hate the term. But smart delivery kind of solves that problem, yeah, doesn't but, it? But here, I hate smart delivery. But the funny thing is, because I was thinking about this the other day, 
I haven't heard anything about smart delivery since the launch of the Xbox Series X. You know why? Because it's just a thing that exists. Yeah, but like just like Game Pass, it exists. Yes, but they it were works. Bombarding it's us. fine. No, but like they were bombarding us with smart delivery, smart delivery before the damn console came out, and now the console is out. They're not using it as a marketing ploy again, saying like, oh, and this has to support smart delivery. Okay, but to be fair, they also haven't put out a lot of first-party games. But why didn't they at E3 say, hey, this game supports smart delivery since they were bombarding us with it last year? But their third-party partners have. I don't know. I didn't see it anywhere at E3. I was surprised at uh, game uh, at the E3 that Microsoft didn't bash our skulls in with the term smart delivery because, you know, there's so many games going to come out and they were like, what's your day on date on Game Pass? Yeah, we already know that. I think we're going to see more. But here's the thing with smart delivery, right? They don't have to talk about it because it just works. Yeah. Like if you buy a Xbox One version of a game and you uh, and you have and you like either later upgrade or you just happen to buy it on Xbox One just because it was convenient or whatever, or you buy the Xbox One version and it has like a next gen upgrade or later a next gen upgrade comes. It just downloads, it like it upgrades it automatically to that version, assuming that game is supported. Yes. That also again depends on the publisher and the developer to support that. But at least for like first party games, and we know that at least until I'm stretching it out because I don't think it's gonna be like 2022, but I'm thinking like 2023 is when they're gonna completely stop supporting um, Xbox One natively. Because then they're gonna do. Because they're also working on that whole streaming, um, Xbox the streaming, yeah. ex- exactly to like Xbox One. So at the very least, games that are still planned to come out on Xbox One alongside Series S and X, those will get the the, the smart delivery um, treatment at least from Microsoft themselves. Depending on the publisher and developer, they might do the same thing. Yeah, who knows? Which is perfect. You don't. Like, there's nothing to worry about. The console knows which version to download to what system. It's perfect. You don't have to charge them extra unless you're EA or Activision. Activision. <laughs> or 2K. Seriously. Yeah. But at the very least, like, Ubisoft uses it. They do, yeah. Yeah, like, I think every, I think every Ubisoft game that has come out since the launch of the series, um, Xbox series... All of them have supported um, uh, 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 smart delivery. So they yeah. always download the right version to the right system. Yeah. You also get the Prius 5 upgrade for free with those games. I did not know about the, the price, <laughs> like the additional money. That's like the whole for the... thing for And you still have to buy the PlayStation 5 version at 80, right? I think so, yes. Oh my goodness, Chris. Okay. That is... Yep. Oh, bush. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't Sony understand needs... why they don't sell the expansion separately. That's the, yep. So remember so, how? So remember how we thought that? Um, why isn't Square Enix giving us the integrated DLC on PlayStation Four? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, it's like just Square Enix that's doing that. Apparently, it's not just Square Enix at this point. It's Sony themselves. Really? So either they're pushing this idea. Or I don't even know. I, I, who makes these decisions? I have no idea. Ah, oh, 
Yeah. I mean, I cannot imagine the studio themselves saying, oh, we just want to squeeze every dime out of our gamers. I generally, oh, no, I don't, with the, I don't with the studio, so they're like, hey, if we can give it for free, let's give it for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Bush. Um, I mean, great if you're looking forward to next-gen Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it's already coming out pretty soon. It's coming out next month, August 20th. So. Oh, my goodness. That's really soon. Yep. Uh, I mean, I loved Ghost of Tsushima. It was my game of the year for last year. I kind of regret buying it on disc since I have a digital edition PS5. So uh, I uh, have to buy the game all over again, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to wait for a discount because I don't... Yeah, I I mean, just... I was about to ask, are you going to double dip? Yeah, if it's cheaper, but not now. There's also rumors that the game might come to PC. So um, who knows? I don't think they're going to play the Steam game and like lower the price that much because I, I've i already seen them doing discounts on Steam for uh, the games that are already are during the summer. Yeah. And they weren't really that great of a discount. So I have seen deals on uh, Death Stranding and on the Horizon Zero Dawn for like 30 but I mean... Uh, I, well, they're, it feels, they're older games. It, it feels like cheating when I buy those games on uh, on the PC. PC. It's like <laughs> I don't want to cheat on my PS Five. It's just you know. Oh yeah, cheating on your PS Five. How dare you? It's not like you cheat on it on your PS Four with your PS Four. You mean when I bought a PS Four Pro? No, no, no. That you. Oh, I cheated on my four on with your... my five. No, cheated on your five with your four. Oh, because yeah. Because she, she went back to play stuff on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Well, to be fair, I uh, I also, well, I haven't cheated on my Switch or anything. I just started playing, uh, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but I'll play <laughs> playing, uh, Advanced Wars again. But, oh, nice. You know, that nostalgia trip right there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we they're trying to have people buy their stuff. Meanwhile, Sony's buying more stuff. Yep, they are. Yeah, they bought they bought Housemark, which I'm actually surprised it took this long for them to do so because Housemark mm-hmm. has like so someone br- brought up this very interesting point um in another show is that Sony and Microsoft are, are both doing two different things or both doing the same things differently. Microsoft is buying studios that no longer are able to bring out their games on other systems, despite the fact that they were doing so to begin with. Sony is just buying studios that were already working with them and pretty much only with them. Because outside of um, uh, Sunset Overdrive, like Insomniac hasn't made any other games for any other system in the in recent years. In the in they, recent years, yeah, I think they also did some VR stuff. Yeah, they did some. Okay, but I okay, I don't want to dismiss them, but I kind of don't count that. <laughs> I don't count VR as well, but uh, you know, uh, VR is still a thing. Yeah, it is still a thing, and Sony is also still working on that. But Housemark has. I don't think they have ever made a title that is not. That has been out on anything else other than Sony platforms. Um, uh, what they else did, did they Superstar buy? Dust HD. They did Resogun. They did Dead Nation, and then I love this. Superstar Dust. It's it's really cool because of the particle effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sony also bought uh, Nixus, which is a Dutch studio. Mm-hmm. They uh, 
I think they mostly worked with, I mean, from what I know, is they mostly worked with idols and Square. They worked on stuff like uh, the Tomb Raider games and on the Avengers games. They mostly do contract work, I think. And there's also their yeah. own like of a technology-focused company because uh, um, they're going to be part of Sony's tech core technology groups. They're not going to they're not gonna make their own game. They're just going to help out with tools and, and stuff and uh, internally. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that... That is um, that's gonna be interesting to see. I think it's a it's a, I think I touched upon this in the last episode. Is that I wouldn't be surprised if Sony also goes out and buys Haven Studios in a couple of years, and also buys Deviation Games in a couple of years because. Um, Wait, what studios are these? Haven is the new one from uh, Jade Raymond. Oh right, right, and right, right. Deviation right, yeah. is the the studio at E3 that had the yeah. we're super innovative and we're the, pushing the, the, innovation. The former Treyarch guys. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 marketing pitch guys who basically said, yeah, yeah we can't talk about our game but it's going to be super innovative. I'm like we're gamers, you don't have to pitch your studio to us in, in the way you would just pitch it to just executives. show us your game. Yeah, man. we want to see the goods. We don't want to hear the words. <laughs> but because I, I read an interview with Herman Hulst and he said that mm. um, basically Sony is, is they asked him like, hey, are you going to do like these big acquisitions as Microsoft has done? And they said like, yeah, well, we're not really interested in those. And yeah, if we see opportunities that we think that, that match our portfolio, we'll do it. But for now, we're, we're more focused on either growing internal talent or internally, or we're looking at partners that we that, that fit the PlayStation brand. So I thought in a way like, okay, but this is the perfect way for them to do it because if Haven Studios makes a game and that game scores really well, then they've already proven themselves towards Sony. Like, hey, we can handle big IP. And then Sony can say like, you know what? I want to be part of the PlayStation family. And the same goes for the Deviation guys. If they make a form of Call of Duty game and that is like a huge hit from a multiplayer point of view, Sony doesn't really have a multiplayer game. Um, that's mm. another ripe studio uh, for the taking because they're like, hey, these guys made this game. It's super successful. They have a proven track record. We'll just buy them now. And then they already have a relationship with them. They already have a game that's been brought out. They kind of know what they're getting instead of just randomly buying a studio and hoping that that studio knows how to deliver. Because uh, that's kind of what happened with Zipper, that they worked with Zipper for a really long time. And then suddenly the game started to decline. Uh, after they were bought, and then eventually they shut down Zipper. Like, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Zipper the Siphon Filter team? No, they're the SOCOM guys. Oh, right. The SOCOM. Yeah, the Siphon Filter team is Ben Studios. So they, they, oh, right. They're gone. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that one is also a bit awkward, isn't it? I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Days Gone Director's Cut as well. Uh, I don't know. But, so. but they won't give us Days, Days Gone too. They'll give us the director's cut and they'll let you pay 80 bucks for it again. Not, or not even again. Jeez Louise. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is so... Uh, well, you know sorry. funny thing? Stuff like... I, I bought Days Gone for 30 because of the reviews were so mixed at the time. Yeah. So I bought it for 30 secondhand. And then when I played it, it was like, I would have easily spent 60 bucks on this game. This game is so good. And everyone I know that plays Days Gone, because a lot of people haven't played it, but a lot of people mm. that play it now, they're like, holy crap, this game is so good. Why didn't I play this one earlier? And the same goes for Death Stranding. You're like, whoa, Death Stranding's awesome. I need to continue that. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, good grief. Uh, I don't know. That just that just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So let's uh, let's rinse that with a little bit more 
more funny, more lighthearted news. So apparently, uh, uh, CD Projekt Red thinks that Cyberpunk 2077 has reached a point where it's acceptable, where at an acceptable point of being, as it were. However, our um, hopefully someday good friends at the Digital Foundry tried it out. Wasn't as good, was it? No, because it, it made its way back to the PlayStation Store as well. But Sony put up a huge disclaimer saying it's best played on PS4 Pro or PS5. You won't want to play this on PS4. That is okay. That is like the that is the best like corporate shade that I've ever read i love it i love every part of that because yeah. it's basically saying okay fine we give like it's at a acceptable state at this point so you can put it back on the store i don't think there were people clamoring for it on playstation 5 maybe they were i have no idea but to give them that shape, because they also put out their own statement, like, oh, it's at a good state now, you can play yeah. it now on PlayStation. Then Sony also is like, yeah, you can, but dot, dot, dot. So, um, yeah, that is kind of contradictive. Microsoft I mean, I'm sure also, that... also uh, reversing their refund policy, so no more refunding. Ah, okay, yeah, I think, I think it's because it's been like over six months, and... I guess like the volume of refund requests has just dipped to a point where it's probably not viable anymore to do it anyways. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they're still planning on putting out an age uh, a, a, a a next gen version uh, upgrade for Cyberpunk and for uh, Witcher, Witcher Three, which yeah. is like mm, no. Like if they're gonna do that, that's fine. To the Witcher, because I never finished The Witcher, so I'm, no, I'm not I'm saying that they shouldn't. Off I'm, that, yeah. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm saying, like, just wait a little bit. Like, let people. Like, I think the anger has subsided somewhat, or at least enough. But I don't I'm, think that just because the anger has subsided is the perfect time now to put that out, or at least whenever they want to put it out, like somewhere later this year. I would still like hold off to it until at least next year, like early next year. You'll I, get the depths of time. I haven't played it after initially launched, and I still don't. Um, I haven't don't had plans. Yeah, I haven't had the urge to play it. I, I saw that because my uh, PC's drive is my internal SSD is full, so I was like looking at what what's taking up so much space, and then I went to my Steam library, and the game takes up like seventy gigabytes. And I'm like. Should I remove this? I, I had this today. Like, should I remove this or should I just leave it there? I'm like, I don't know. And then I left it eventually, but I haven't touched it since December. So, hmm. oh, wait, has it been updated in the meantime? On your, oh, on loads your... of updates, but uh, okay, no, I'm still yeah, just because... not tempted to do it. Okay, well then, seventy gigs is actually still amazingly well, decent size. Yeah. Okay, again, you know, point of reference is always going to be Call of Duty, so... Warzone. Jeez, that is just... That is never ending. At least that they shrunk it, but that's uh, still it's smaller. Ending. If you... I think if you don't install the high-res texture packs for Warzone, 
it's around 80 gigs, which is a huge difference compared to what it was. But I have it on the but PS5. On, on, the, on the PC. No, on the PlayStation. But you can download the high risk. The high tech's rich. The high risk. That you, thing. I think <laughs> if you have a PS4, I don't know if it's on the base PS4, but if you have a Pro so. or a 5, it gives you the option. But when I started to download them, there were three, and I checked the other day, and now there are five. So I'm like, oh, should I download the other two? I'm like, no, I'm not going to download the other two. It's okay as it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, Bethesda is a yes. thing. I don't know what's going on with Bethesda. I Nobody knows what's going on with Bethesda. There's... They put a hard date on on uh, Starfield, yes, which is great. Yes, I'm still kind of skeptic um, if they'll reach either if they reach it on time or if they do, is it a good product? We don't know yet. Well, trailer think, looks uh, the trailer looks fine. I think because someone like Microsoft is now behind them, they get loads of more resources at their disposal, and they don't have to worry about anything. I mean. As Zenimax, I think they didn't have a lot of worries as well because Zenimax is big and they make a lot of money. Zenimax was huge. Yeah, but even then, I think, I mean, there's a difference between a blank check, which they basically have now, and between deep pockets. So um, I think now it's like if they want to throw 500 people at it, they can throw 500 people at it. And if they if they couldn't before, you know, it's, it's different. But um, Microsoft isn't as great as we thought because halo infinite is is has a lot to live up to yeah so microsoft i know there were because i wanted to talk about the fact that um elder scrolls 6 ain't coming anytime soon because they're basically waiting until starfield is out to i start think with it's, that. it's not even in it's, pre-production or like it's the, still in the design phase yep so don't even think about that game coming out this generation you know oh, saying? I think it'll come out this gen, but I mean, on um, unless you're thinking that this gen, because this gen started late last year, right? Yes. Unless you're thinking that this gen is gonna be seven, eight years, basically the same as the PlayStation Four and Xbox One um, time, basically. I right? think. Well, I don't think it's it's. I mean, like, if it comes out next year, it'll be the second year of the next-gen consoles. And then they've already made so much, and probably towards the end of, of they'll enter production or maybe something like that next year for Elder Scrolls. And then it'll take them like three years to make the game so that we can still get it in like 2025. Kinda. Because they also said that they're, the reason why they're focusing on Starfield right now is because the, the, the engine that they're building for Starfield is the same engine that's going to be powering Elder Scrolls. Yeah. So until that game is like absolutely done, they can't start any kind of production on Elder Scrolls. So that game actually physically needs to come out or at the very least needs to go golden before they even like think about like going into pre-production or anything like that. We're going to have to wait and see, but uh so if they start at the end much. of next year, that's still I'm assuming three four years down yeah, the line. Yeah, well, like I'm saying, uh, 2025. Uh... I don't know, but we'll see. I guess we'll see. It feels it feels like forever. 
Oh, feels like you'll blink twice and it'll be 2025 before you know. Yeah, true, I guess. <laughs> you'll be rocking that Switch Pro and uh, or the Switch Pro Pro or whatever it be by then. I don't know. I still have my doubts on that. I'm going to be honest because it's like the Switch is going into its fifth year. I have no idea what Nintendo is thinking of doing next. And they said that the Switch is a long-term thing. So we might get either a like successor or I don't think they'll do like an upgrade like they did with the 3DS or the new 3DS. I don't think that's in the cards. I think that at this point, it's not in the cards. I think some sort of hardware revision is going to come out next year. I think everybody, I was also expecting this year, but I think with Breath of the Wild coming out next year, I think they'll they'll want that game to be a launch title for the for the Switch to show off the the hardware. So um, who knows? I think I think outside of a revision, I think we might get some new hardware, like an evo- like an actual proper evolution from the Switch to whatever the Switch yeah. can be in yeah. like 2022 or whatever. Maybe something like a full HD screen and uh, maybe OLED and uh, better Joy-Cons and stuff like that, you know. Oh, definitely the better Joy-Con. If anything, if they put out a new Switch and it's just, yeah, we fixed Drift, I'd be like, okay, okay, fine, good. Take really? Here you go. Yeah, because I'm like, seriously, I'm not the only one. Joy-Con drift is a plague on the system. I know, like, but that's the reason really why bad. I don't use my Switch a lot because I'm afraid the damn thing is gonna break. It's why I still. It's why I have this. It's why I have this. The the Pro controller. It's why I have. Honestly, I should actually get another Pro controller because that would make that makes multiplayer a bit more doable. But not every game supports the Pro controller, which is also like a weird thing. What? Because well, that depends on the game. Like if the game uses like very specific motion controls like for example super Mar- super uh, uh mario uh, mario party um uh, super mario party jeez super mario party does not support the the pro controller because it uses the joy-con and the motion controls okay which makes absolutely no sense but whatever interesting um but at least the 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 other game that's coming out later the, the other the Mario Party Superstars that's coming out later this year does support the the Pro Controller because that one is based off the classic Super Mario games and those do not rely on motion control, thank goodness. Although, if they put over the mini games that basically force you to like spin the, the analog stick crazy, like back in the day on the N64 where people were using the palm of their hand did they you know you know that they had to issue i think i told you about this before right that they had to issue out um you told me yeah they had to issue out gloves so that people wouldn't rub their the palm of their hands silly on the <laughs> on this on the on the on the analog controller but look those analog controllers were bare bones i mean oh, yeah they the were analog really... controllers of these days are like Way better. Way better. But those were, uh, it was like a solid piece of plastic with some grooves in it. I mean, if you just pressed it forward, it would cut into your thumb. It would hurt eventually. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. But at the very least, that's a thing, right? So a Joy-Con, that's one thing. Um, maybe a slightly bigger screen, maybe full HD. 
Um, I can take it or leave it if it's 4K or not. I don't care. Um, I don't have a 4K TV, so I don't care. <laughs> um, outside of that, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's going to be an interesting time to see what happens. It's going to be an interesting interesting time to see what happens you know, with the other consoles. Because this year, like, with just a few exceptions, there's not a lot of big titles coming out. Or there haven't been a lot of big titles that have come out. Like, October is packed. Like, absolutely packed. Everything moved because of COVID. So, like, from October going, it's just, like, game, 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 game. On all the consoles. And I don't know how people are going to keep up with that at all. I think that the key focus for the manufacturers is to make sure that they have ample supply of PlayStations and Xboxes going into this holiday season because they probably don't want a repeat of last year. Yeah, but considering the fact that the shortage, the superconductor shortage is still a thing. Well, but the funny thing with that is, for example, is that GPU prices are dropping. But like considerably, because the China has introduced regulation that uh, that puts like a huge pressure on cryptocurrency. So even oh, like God. in certain provinces, it was really cheap to kind of energy prices were low. But even in those provinces now, cryptocurrencies, mining, for, for example, is forbidden. Or there's all sorts of regulation in place now to prevent that so what you're seeing now is like a huge flood of gpus coming onto the market which have all been used for mining but you can either get them really cheap or what you're also seeing is that the price of gpus are going down i mean i so I was checking the other day and the rtx 3080 you can buy that for 1500 euros whereas a couple of weeks ago it was 2500 euros like so, new yeah so not even second hand but new so Ooh. the prices are just going down and um, people are expecting at least that GPU availability. I mean, if you're willing to spend 1,500 euros on a 3080 now, you can just buy mm-hmm. one now and get it tomorrow. But the, I think the main issue is, is that MSRP for those cards is, and that's the founder's edition, is 800 euros. So, like, why pay 700 more? But what's happening is that I read an article the other day that said that we're probably never going to get to MSRP because mm-hmm. retailers have seen that consumers are willing to buy it at extreme prices. So what are, what are retailers going to do? They're just going to push up the price so that they get more of a margin on it because margins on GPUs are really thin. And seeing as consumers are willing to pay the extra bit, they're like, you know what? We can make MSRP a thousand euros and people will still pay for it. Then we'll have 200 euros with, uh, profit on a uh, 3080 founders edition, for example. Well, you can only get that from Nvidia, so that doesn't matter. But in this example, but they would net 200 euros and a consumer would still pay for it. So I don't think we're ever going to see, MS, at least in this current generation of, of RTX stuff, of, of new cards, we're not going to get to MSRP. But maybe next year when NVIDIA comes out with a new batch of the 40, 80 or whatever, then prices might go down a bit. But um, yeah, I think besides it going down a little bit more, don't expect to pick up a card for MSRP unless it's a founder's edition. Uh, I was about to say, well, I'm seeing here that's one that's like 2,100 euros, but it's like the 3080 Ti. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. yeah, but even that one was 2,500 when it came out. So if you can that's see true. now for okay, 2,100, it means that in well, it's like a month or, or three. And you can buy it and it's like available. Yeah. So like in a month time, the price went down by 400 euros, which is insane. 
I honestly, I'm I'm seeing here also they have like the the RTX 3060. I would not. That's like 649. I would like. I would consider getting that because that is like cheaper. But um, the funny thing is, is I think the MSRP for that card is around 300 or 400 euros. Wait, seriously? Yes. Oh wow, they're gouging the crap out of it. Yeah, me. I like all the all the GPUs are inflated. There's no GPU you can get for MSRP. Only the founders editions. But they're all sold out, and you never know when they're going to restock them. So, mm. but there is hope. I mean, if you see that that the prices are going down, that might also. And seeing as they're not sold out, I mean, it could either mean supply has stabilized, or mm. it could mean people are just not willing to pay the amount for it. But if supply has stabilized, that would also mean that going into the months forward, who knows? This holiday season, more people might be able to get a next gen console. True, or. Or if Nintendo is willing, you might get a new uh, mini console. I don't know. Uh, they yeah. haven't left it out of the table apparently because during a shareholder meeting, um, the president, uh, what's his name again, Kurokawa-san, um, <laughs> he said that well, it's still on the table. Um, they're always looking into like you know doing other stuff outside of what they normally do. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that they would do that they would venture back into like the mini console thing. And I think they might do that if the right anniversary is up, but at this point I feel like there have been a lot of anniversaries that they could have taken advantages of. Like for example, the Game Boy Advance is 20 years old. Yeah. They could have put out a mini console for that, but they're also releasing Advance Wars as a remake on Switch, so Will I don't people know. buy a mini game? Oh, people have been clamoring for it for like since like you know the Super Nintendo Classic Mini, and mm, they okay. they want a GameCube Classic Mini, they want an N sixty four Classic Mini, they want a Game but Boy you, Advance Classic you know, Mini. The funny thing is, 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 and that's maybe just because I watched the documentary. I watched the, the Nintendo documentary a while back, and they said mm. that the N64 and the GameCube actually performed bad for Nintendo compared to the SNES. Oh, no, they did. They but, did compared to the SN, uh, SNES. But, like, and I mean, in the way they brought it in the, in, the, in the docu, they said, like, the Wii was all or nothing for Nintendo. It was a huge risk they were taking, and if the Wii hadn't taken off, then Nintendo might not be around or they would be in a really bad position or stuff like that. But then yeah. I hear all these people talking about the N64 and, uh, and the GameCube. And I mean, if I think back at the N64, I'm like, I really did not get the feeling at the time that it, was a, it wasn't as bad as, as apparently Nintendo saying it is. I mean, I used to play uh, GoldenEye on the N64, Pokemon Stadium, uh, Gauntlet. There were so many fun games on the N64 and the same on the GameCube. I mean, I love Star Wars Rogue Squadron there. But like, if you look at the the players' experience and the business experience, they're like completely opposites. Yeah, I mean, it's here's the thing: it's the nostalgia thing, right? I mean, Probably, yeah. That's if anything, like Nintendo fans are all about the nostalgia, and if you've grown up with anything Nintendo, you're like looking fondly back on a lot of stuff, like. One of the reasons why I was super excited for Advance Wars uh, 1 plus 2 reboot uh, camp is like that and stuff like Metroid Dread, right? Yeah. It's all 
like and the Super Monkey Ball collection and all of that stuff. It's like, oh, that's just memories, right? Mm-hmm. That's just having those memories easily accessible. I don't have to hook up my GameCube. I don't have to like check and see if I have like a charge in my in my DS Lite so that I can play it because I don't have a Game Boy Advance that I can play my Game Boy Advance games on. Plus, the only Game Boy Advance game, the only Game Boy Advance that I have that works is my original Game Boy Advance with zero backlight. So oh, it's yeah. like, okay, but yeah, because my I sat on my SP once and I broke the screen and stuff. I'm, I'm still very sad about that. But it, like, it would be nice if they did do something like that to commemorate one of these consoles. Because they sure ain't doing a lot on the Switch because they're not putting out, there, there isn't a, 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 a Game Boy, a Game Boy equivalent of like what they're doing for the Super Nintendo and the NES. And even that, the output of games has been, like, it trickles out, and it's like these random games that they put out. And sometimes you're like, who asked for this game? It's like this game that is, like, super obscure or, like, didn't have, like, the best reputation, and yet here it is to play. And if it's a multiplayer game, you can play online. I mean, you know. I think part of it is indeed the licensing thing. The other thing is, like, um, publishers like Hamster put out like arcade versions of those games which are technically superior um and you buy them for like eight euros a piece so and then you get all the all the arcade versions of that game Mm. so why put out the inferior console version i don't know (laughs) but that's mostly like snk stuff and like other arcadey stuff that most people wouldn't even bet an eye at, but there are also some like really good gems in there. Like I think it, I think almost out with the exception of some of the more modern um, King of Fighter games, you can get pretty much all the King of Fighter games that have come out on uh, arcade on Switch. Okay. I mean, they're still they're still seven eight bucks a piece, but if you're into that, you can like have an entire collection of that. I uh, I'm not really into those arcade games, so I'm not your audience. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Some like some are good. Some some I don't really care for. Some I'm still interested in getting. Um, I did buy one of the King of Fighters like before Terry came out. I was like, okay, I kind of want to get into like Terry's moveset and stuff. It's like it was pretty cool. I think I got Mark of the Wolf, um, which is like a King of Fighters like kind of spinoffy thing. I just nodding and smiling, nodding and smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think, um, I think in terms of news, that is it. Unless there's anything else that I, I feel like I missed some stuff because there were some like not significant announcements. But I uh, don't know. Let me just quickly have a look. I think. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else significant that i can think of outside of like game releases but since we don't talk about game maybe that's something that we should look into like just get like game releases and see like what's coming out and if there's anything yeah. interesting between that um because there are there, there have been some like interesting game releases um it's just that it's really hard to keep up with it news wise financially wise time wise obviously uh so it's not like we can like buy all the games that we want to play and try them out or anything because if that were true then we'd be reviewers 
a podcaster. So. I don't want to be a reviewer, so. <laughs> uh, no, it sounds like it sounds like. I mean, we talked about it with Habit have it before. It, it kind of like if you do that for too long, it kind of kills the whole enjoying video games part, and that's something that I honestly don't want to lose. I have the same thing. So, yeah. Um, did you find anything? Uh, no, just the, that there is, uh, and I think it's a rumor. I don't think it's is real that apparently uh, PlayStation Japan on Twitter had posted that Bluepoint was also joining the PlayStation family, but they quickly removed the tweet and blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah. But there's like no trace of it, and I think if it was supposed to happen, that it would have happened by now because it's a week now, ago. I think it's gonna happen because like because it was on the official Twitter page, and from what. Pe- eyewitness is that it was like it wasn't like oh it was just text there was an image yeah there was an image with that that was produced for that there was a graphic with that that is not something you do by mistake yeah but then i'm like when are they going to announce it because um it's been a week and i mean the house marquee stuff was one day and then the day after they announced that they had bought nexus so um why haven't they announced bluepoint yet i Maybe they're working on something. Maybe they want to do it during a... I think they might be waiting for their time to do a state of play. Yeah, there are we still haven't that gotten... Gonna, that they're going to do one this month, but... Uh, nobody knows. Yeah, but when this month? Or if at all? Yeah, I mean, if they can just drop the director's cut like on the PlayStation blog as an announcement, I mean, yeah... Yeah, I think the, they did that. I think they they dropped it as on the PlayStation blog for a reason. Yeah, people would because if they made because if they made a video, you know that thing yeah. would be ratio to yep. the heck and back. Yeah, yeah. Apparently yeah. that the apparently Santa Monica is working on a gameplay trailer to show off for God of War at this event. Mm. So that's like the only thing, and there's still this rumor around that Microsoft has signed a letter of intent with Kojima Productions to produce a game, or at least Kojima's going to make a game, and it's going to rely heavily on the cloud technology that Microsoft offers. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if true, have fun. See you in like 10 years. <laughs> I don't hope it's true, but I am afraid it will happen eventually. Yeah. All right. There was one thing that I kind of wanted to bring up, because we were talking about how um, uh, they they bought the Dutch studio mostly for like the tech stuff. Yes, Microsoft doesn't have that. Like well, Microsoft doesn't have a team or a studio that basically just does the tech stuff and it supports other teams. Like the teams kind of yeah. have to fend for themselves. That's how you got the thing that we got last year with Infinite. Yeah, because um, Sony's been doing this since the PS3 era, at least that I know of. And the actually, I think they've been doing it since the PlayStation 2 era. If I'm not even mistaken, it could be longer. I know that in the PS3 era, there was a bigger emphasis on this team because developing for PS3 was so difficult. I think yeah. the team is called Ice, and they have there's all sorts of um, there's like a core team that's dedicated to it, but there's also people from other studios like uh, Gorilla and Naughty Dog and stuff like that that are part of this so that they kind of contribute internally because um, they also share technology. I think that, uh, for example, I don't know if it's, it actually was, but it looked a lot like it, like the climbing mechanic in 
Horizon Zero Dawn looked really like something out of Naughty Dog's uh, Uncharted games, for example. Um, yeah. And apparently, there's also this developer forum where our, uh, all the heads of the studios, of, of PlayStation Studios, so like uh, uh, the guys from Naughty Dog and the head of uh, Insomniac, so like all those studio heads come together in like a, in a meeting, in a forum, as they call it, and then they discuss games that they're working on or technology they might be able to share. So they have like a yeah, like a forum where they can pitch ideas to each other and talk with each other and kind of get like insights in what other studios are doing, learn from each other, stuff like that. Um, I think that's a really, really good approach. Um, Sony's also always praised for their producers being like really hands-on and really supportive. Um, I think Microsoft either is working or might work on something like that because you, you can't manage so many studios if you don't have an approach like that because otherwise you'll get this huge quality difference between all your studios. Plus you're wasting a lot of resources because um, you'd have to build stuff from scratch. Whereas some other guy might already have it for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I hope that, I hope that that was part of the reason why they bought ZeniMax because I'm assuming that because ZeniMax, like most, if not all their studios use it tech. So there has to be like a team at least dedicated to it tech support um well the, that would be able to help like studios in between the um, the fallout games and stuff like that were running on the creation engine all oh, right yeah and creation engine 2 is, is what's powering starfield so um i think yeah there's like either you use creation engine or you use it tech i mean yes. i hate creation engine because like the fact that like those facial animations are the worst. They're the worst. Did you notice that they did not show a face during that Starfield trailer? Uh, like t- towards the end, a little bit, but it already looked better than what they're having now because my <laughs> huge issues with, and I had it in Skyrim and I never played Fallout, is like when something bad happens, it's so emotionless. They're like, oh no, your father died. And that's it. There's no, no, emo- not even in voice. It's like, oh no, your father died. And that, that's I used it. to be an adventurer like you, but then I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, there's so many ways to tell that in a far dramatic way than I took an arrow to the knee. And it's like, oh man, <laughs> ah, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, okay, so let's not talk about that. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about what we've been playing. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with what we've been playing. Sean Templar, have you been playing? Barely. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, uh, what have you been playing? What have you been playing? Besides the the standard Warzone stuff on the PlayStation. Um, five or four? I've uh, switched to the PS5 version, so. Oh, yeah. you finally switched. <laughs> yeah. It's not small enough to fit on your PlayStation 5. Yeah. Yeah, barely. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been playing that. I um, I actually got uh, a steering wheel for the for the PlayStation, so I've been playing Formula One with a steering wheel now. Which How's is, that going? That's like a completely different experience, isn't so, it? Y- yeah, because like you can, if you play Formula One, you can play with driving assists on, and um, you can slowly turn them off if you like. 
Um, so when I got the steering wheel, I was like, you know what? Let me just first learn how to use the steering wheel to keep my car on the track before fiddling with all settings and making it even worse for myself. Um, so um, I am now able to keep the car on the track, which is a huge gain. Um, I haven't switched the manual switch shifting yet because Formula One engines have huge, uh, high, high revs. So you have to basically shift like three gears in two seconds because you're constantly hitting that rev so and you yeah. also have to you kind of have to divide your attention you have to look at the meter you have to look at the track you have to have more awareness so it's like too much stuff going on at once for my brain to handle um but yeah i've been playing a bit more formula one playing the uh, my team mode um slowly uh climbing up in the rankings uh, i think if i keep at this pace my team will be able to end the third in the championship which is like uh pretty good for um, my team because I barely have any money, so I don't know how I'm pulling it off. Um, and I've also started to play a bit more of Stardew Valley on my Switch. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, I like the game. It's just that it's so overwhelming because there's no clear tutorial in it. You just get thrown into it and it's like, yeah, just go do this. And I'm like, I don't know how it works, you know? And it really looks cool. And it, uh, I like the, the, the soundtrack. I like how... You can just lose hours on cleaning up your farm because that's basically what I did in the beginning. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, and I played another game. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, I played Resident Evil Seven, and um, it's the big scaredy boy played the Resident Evil game. Yeah, it's. I mean, the last one I played was five, but that was not scary. That was just nasty. Nah. Yeah. But uh, this one is pretty scary. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's seven, so it's not the newest one. It's uh, it's based in this huge house, and um, you you have to find your girlfriend who you haven't heard or seen for three years. So um, she suddenly sends you an email like, "Come get me," and like, okay, and then you go there, and it's a first person shooter instead of the third person which you're used to, but it's it's freaky as hell because. Besides, like, all these audio cues that's kind of driving you mad and, you know, that the environment is really dark and hard to see and um, those, those the Baker family that are basically immortal, I think. Um, there's this part where you get knocked out and then you wake up and you're at this family dining table with that whole Baker family, but they're all in their, well, not they're in their, in their monster form, to put it, and then they... They're eating and they're eating, like I think man flesh or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea what they're eating, but it's, it looks so nasty what they're eating. And then suddenly, they're you don't want to eat it. They try to force feed you, which looks really nasty. And then a cop comes at the door, so that they they walk off and you try to break free out of your chair. And then when you're walking down this corridor, and then you see Mr. Baker walking towards the window and looking outside of the window right in front of you. And then he turns around and he looks at you and like. And then he's just walking at you and then he's basically chasing you and you need to, you know, kind of escape that area. And then he attacks you with a shovel and he, he does all sorts of stuff. But it's, mm. it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really fun. I don't know why I suddenly got drawn to this. I mean, it's in the PlayStation Plus collection, so it didn't cost me money, but it is spooky. I, uh... Ah, wait, it is? Yeah, it is. For what, this month? No, no. The, if you have a PS5, you get access to the PS Plus collection. You know those oh, right. 25 Sorry, right. curated games. So it's right, in right, there. Right. So it, 
like basically no charge Might at all. Might as well try it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I I hope to play more of it, um, and maybe eight because eight doesn't look scary at all. It looks more like a shooter than a horror it's, game. So Resident Evil Seven is more like inspired by the original Resident Evil. Resident Evil Eight or Village, because they don't say eight, they say Village, whatever is inspired by by re4 so if you've played re4 you know how yeah. that feels it's yep. less creepy and more icky yeah. um and weird and freaky and a big giant vampire lady that people just keep wanting them to step on I, her uh, or her I stepping few, on them oh, i watch a few people stream eight and every time that she comes out they're like Oh, sexy mama, step on me. Oh, oh you know, they're like, they're, instead of being afraid of her, they're like, no, 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 I want you to hurt me. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? People be so thirsty, man. Games I know, no, so, I, so strange, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what I've been doing. I mean, I still haven't, I, I have loads of games to play. I just still don't feel in the mood like playing it. I don't know why. It's just that, and this has gone on for quite a while, so I've kind of lost all the the, the will to play anything. So I kind of oh, hope no. that it goes away soon, but I, you know, I just don't feel like, maybe it's because it's summer or something, or we're getting to summer. Maybe in the winter it'll be better, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm deliberately not buying Ratchet & Clank because I'm afraid that if I buy it, I'll play it, and then after that, I'll still don't know what to play. Um, so yeah, I'm just you know I, I think I'm I'm thinking about either buying the Yakuza Collection or Judgment and playing those games because um, I really like those games. So I think that those games will keep me occupied for a little bit. But besides mm-hmm. that, I still have like a huge backlog I need to finish. I mean, I still need to play Breath of the Wild, Astral Chain. Uh, I sold Animal Crossing the other day because I don't play that game at all. So oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're part villagers. <laughs> yes. Oh, funny thing is, I put it online. It was like within an hour, a person was like, I'll buy it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it, yeah because like, people want Animal Crossing. Yeah, she came by and she bought it. And it was like, have fun. And I'm like, okay. At least it's going to a good home. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But right. hey, that's uh, basically what I played. What have you been playing? Mm, I've been playing a lot of things here and there. Um, I mean, like, I think I mentioned in the last episode, I started streaming again. Um, Not consistently, but just, like, trying to get a feel for it. Like, I don't really have, like, a set schedule, mostly because, you know, work. Um, Yeah, I played a bunch of stuff. I finally booted up Death Stranding. I saw that. Uh, what played did you played think? the first played the first two hours. It's a Kojima game, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise, good grief! That story, man. Okay, to be fair, probably not the best thing I sh- I should have done, like stream the first two hours, because you don't do a lot in those first couple of hours. Um, so it's not that exciting. I mean, if you want to look at, if you want to look for it. It's on my Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash/maximilian. Uh, underscore x you can find me there you can find the vod there uh, i might put it on my youtube like i'll clean it up and put it on my youtube because then it's a lot more concise but like the first two hours is like a lot of story <laughs> and i i should have like i should have known better but i figured what's the harm 
And I was like, if I knew it was going to be that much story to begin with, because where I ended off is basically where the, the game actually begins. Mm. At least that, to my feeling, that's where the game actually begins and where you can like explore the world and reconnect America. Um, yeah, but seriously, that story is so weird. Oh, it gets even weirder. Yeah. But that's like the charm of the game that it's, it's so strange that it kind of sucks you in because you want to know why it's so strange. It's like going down a rabbit hole. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. And you know, the further you go down, you're like, oh, okay. I mean, there are some really, really cool parts in there that are like twists when you encounter Cliff. And it was like, there are some parts like, whoa, this would be like a completely different game. Um, so, yeah. How did it look? Yeah. I mean, I played it on the PS4 Pro. It looked gorgeous, but... Yeah, so... Back then, I didn't have my pa- my capture card, so I was streaming it by doing remote play. Uh, and I have a PlayStation Four base, not Pro, so it um, does remote play at seven twenty. Oh wow, the poor man's uh, solution. <laughs> yeah, I need to bring the PlayStation up here and see if that works. But at the same time, I kind of don't want to because I want to play Persona Five down there on the on the big screen because you it's can stream. Game. Oh yeah, I want to play it on the big screen. Yeah. And I don't have a big screen in my office here, so you know, in this field. <laughs> um, oh. No, but uh, yeah. So outside of that, I played Persona. Like I think I talked about it the last time. Played a little bit more of Persona, um, not that much because I was again like mostly streaming stuff. So the games that I was streaming is the games that I've been playing. So it's that um, Kazuya finally got released. Did we talk? No, we didn't talk about it because it wasn't announced. So we talked about it in the direct. Yeah, well, we did. We talked it in the direct, sorry. Um, so Kazuya from Tekken finally got released um, last week. And I thought, you know, it's the launch day. Let me stream a few hours and play with Kazuya. Get a bit of a feel of the character. It's a fun character to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, online Smash is still hit and miss. Um, there are a lot of people playing Kazuya online. Um, shout outs to, uh, to our buddy, RB, uh, RB gaming, uh, 95. He, uh, played some smash with me a little bit. Um, came on online. It was a fun time. I got raided for the first time ever. Too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is, I think I, I think I uploaded that, but, um, yeah, it was so like, I don't know. Like I've seen people get raided before and it's like, oh, that's really cool. But when it happens to you, it's like, oh, that is really cool because yep. you don't expect, people to because it's for one it's like an additional support you get a bunch of people that are watching at that point in time some might stick around some might not that's fine um but the fact that they stick around long enough is already like it's really cool and some even like give you a follow and yeah it's like it's a really exciting thing so that was fun Um, because it was fun to play i saw that um uh a lot of peers does a lot of charity stuff and mm. she uh, posts some of it on uh, her YouTube channel that she does like a stream. And I remember last year with Christmas that she would, uh, she did this and, and she worked together with a company called Tiltify, which is also around working in, uh, in charity. And then she could just basically give away money on their behalf if streamers use a certain hashtag during their streams. So they were, they were raising money for a certain cause. And then she would basically raid those people's streams. But, a lot of the people she was raiding was like really small people. 
but like yeah. in some streams it was one person watching or two people watching and then she would go into the stream she would look at their goal and then she would she would either give the amount they needed for their goal or like two or three times that amount so sometimes she would just go out and drop a thousand dollars on people and then <laughs> she would wait to what to see people's reaction and then because she's also live streaming at the same time she has basically they called themselves the alana army so what those people would do is they would eat a lot of what wouldn't even mention where she's watching. And then all these people would just come in and raid that person. So she, that those people would see their goal suddenly pop up and then a raid happening at the same time. We're like, Oh my God, what's <laughs> happening? And like, it was so cool to see because all these people got emotional because they're already shocked because they got like a thousand bucks. And then they have like a couple of hundred people raiding her at the same time or them. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it would be like this massive army barging in every stream every time. And then people would say like, what's going on? And then all those people would say, it's a raid from the Alana army. Rah! And then they're like, Oh no. It, if you see those people, I mean like Alana would be just, just laugh her ass off and you would see the reaction <laughs> from people. It, it's like a two-hour stream on YouTube. I watch it and like nothing but laughter and like happy vibes that whole two hours. It's really cool to see. And I mean, I can't yeah. imagine if you get rated, it's even better. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like, hopefully by that time I would be have everything set up because I'm still trying to work out like the little things like stuff like notifications. Um, I actually finally discovered stream elements. <laughs> So that was a thing because RB Gaming tried to post a link and then it got deleted and like it deleted all his chats. Oh wow! I was like, wait, what the heck? Apparently, I put the the filter on and it just immediately blocks all like links. I had to switch that off. So hopefully for the next time it'll work because you know people are trying to help people out. You know, it would be nice if that worked. Um. So yeah, I played that. I played some Kazuya for a couple of hours. Um, that was really that was. I think I don't think I'll make Kazuya like a main character to play, but as a character to play, it's a really fun character to play because you still have to like mass like you can just play it as a Smash character, but if you put in the effort and you learn like the button button inputs, you get way more moves that you can take advantage of. And there's like move cancels and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's, it's just really fun. Um, outside of that, I also started playing Advance Wars again. Yes. <laughs> On my DS Lite. Nice. <laughs> like I said before. <laughs> and oh my God, I love that game so much. I can't wait for Reboot Camp to come out. It is so great. It's so great. And oh, dang it. We didn't talk about it about in news. Um, but... Um, Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime has been skyrocketing in sales on the Wii U eShop. Really? Yeah, like there have been like there was an article like a couple of days ago like, uh, and even before that there was like, after E3 people suddenly started looking for Metroid games to buy and play. Specifically Fusion because Dread is the sequel to Fusion but also people wanted to know more about the Metroid franchise. They're trying to figure out why are people going insane for this mm. franchise? So like people that own like, which is not a lot. Think about it. It's like barely 14 million people own a Wii U, let alone have it hooked up to their TV. And they're buying like it is charting 
on the eShop and like people are buying Metroid games, it is it is so cool to see. It's the it's the same with um with Battlefield 4 that since Battlefield 2042 got announced, a lot of people are getting into that Modern Warfare Battlefield vibe. So a lot of people have gone back to Battlefield 4. So like because that was the last one that did that, right? Yeah, so after Battlefield yeah. 4, they did one, which was World War One, and they did five, and which was five. World War Two. So like everybody's going back to Battlefield 4. They're like, yeah, we want Modern Warfare. So it's it's also again a lot of players are in there. I see a lot of YouTube content <laughs> creators doing Battlefield stuff. I even started playing it again. So uh, I know how it feels. Uh, yeah. So I honestly I have my Wii U up here, and I don't think I'm gonna stream it because it's, it feels like a bit of a hassle. But I might actually play some uh, Fusion again. I think. I have Fusion on my 3DS, so I might even I not I might not even have to do that because I'm it was I think one of the ambassador games on the 3DS, so I don't have to go through all the trouble of hooking up my Wii U and like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like it's cool to see that that I hope the same. I think I think the first I haven't checked, but I think the first Advance Wars is also on the Wii U. So I might double back at the very least to check the the sales stat stats for Advance Wars and see if those have gone up. But I know that Dual Strike, the DS game, was on Wii U. I don't know if the first and second game were on Wii U, um, which literally is the only console that ever had virtual console for Game Boy Advance. Which is Who knows? Weird. They might still bring it to the Wii to the Switch. I really hope so because there are a lot of like there are a lot of hidden gems on the Game Boy Advance that people don't know about because they're too young or they forgot about because well they moved on to other games. Um so yeah, I uh, outside of that, have I played anything else? Oh, I started playing Monster Hunter again. I also streamed a bit of Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um which was fun. Uh oh gosh, I miss Monster Hunter. Like, I haven't played Monster Hunter in a while, and when you play Monster Hunter again, it's like, oh my gosh, I miss Monster Hunter. <laughs> um, so I did that. I did that online. It was fun. Um, also played with RB Gaming. <laughs> that dude, man. I love that guy. Shout out to him. Um, and uh, I think that's about... Oh, no. Wait. There is one game that I that I bought, played, and finished. Oh, wow. Yeah, also because the game was four hours. <laughs> uh, it's called Air Memories of Old. It's on the Switch. It's what it was on sale on the eShop, which is one of the reasons why I bought it. There like there was like a whole bunch of games on the eShop that were on sale like up until late last week or early last week. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me just look up stuff. So I bought um, Metro uh, Last Light, which I also played a little bit, like three hours or so. On the Switch? Yeah. It's the oh. first time I've ever played a Metro game. I didn't which even is know it was also, on the Switch. Which is also ironic because uh, Metro Last Light uh, was one of the games that was announced for the Wii U back when the Wii U was announced. Oh, and then wow. right before the Wii U was going to come out, it was canceled because they were like, oh, the Wii U is not powerful enough to play this game. And yet it's on this thing, the Switch. Um, just... My, how the tables have turned when there's suddenly an audience, isn't there? Um, <laughs> isn't that always the case? Yeah, no kidding. Sheesh. But I played it. It's actually, it looks pretty good. Um, it plays very well. It's an interesting concept. 
Um, I tried playing it with Ukrainian voiceover, but it got distracting. Hmm. So I just switched it back to English, which is kind of disappointing because it feels more authentic in the Ukrainian. That's but, also something yeah. they fixed in the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima. They improved the lip sync because oh. uh, they have the whole Kurosawa mode in there and the whole Japanese voice cast. But as I, I never played with it because there's like this delay or something or it doesn't feel like natural and a lot of people had that issue so apparently they also fixed the lip sync for that hmm. okay well, well that's something i guess <laughs> still 80 bucks yeah. <laughs> um you still yeah, need to so play it because it's a really good game i think i'll just wait for the director's cut to uh or if i'm lucky it'll come to playstation plus before it comes out the director's cut comes out that's a thing that's think they do they they might Okay. I mean, nice. because you still have to buy like the director's cut stuff separately, anyways. So they can just give you the base game. Yeah. I mean, they did the same. I think they did the same thing when. Um... Damn it! They did it for another game recently, actually. Not well, not recently, recently, but like last yeah. year. I d- I forget. I think I don't like, know if they would do it because if I think about it, Sony hasn't given away Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War or Spider-Man. They, oh, hang on. They no, no, no. Give... In PlayStation Plus. Okay, I know that they gave okay. Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. in the Play yeah, thingy. Not, yeah. But, I mean, like, if you, the only game they gave away was Days Gone. Besides that, they haven't given away their own big games in PlayStation Plus. Like, their blockbuster. Left, left for, uh, not Left for Dead, sorry. Last of Us Remastered. Yeah, okay, but that's a like a PS3 game. game. True, but still. Yeah, I mean, I, I would honestly hope that they give away Ghost of Tsushima PS Plus because that's, I mean, it's the best game of last year and everybody should it play it. It would be nice. But I don't, nice. uh, yeah, I don't know. It also would be nice if they did it for Miles Morales because that game is still like, even if you get it like at a reduced cost, it's still like 50 bucks. I think you should just buy it secondhand. I'm talking about buying it secondhand. Oh you, oh, you mean from a person, not yeah, from like the person. store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. I mean, like, I think you can get it for like thirty or something like that. Yeah, maybe I should. I'll look into that. I'll look into that. But out. So, yeah. So I talked about Air, right? I didn't. Yes. Th- I just mentioned it. Sorry. Air played it, finished it. Was a fun game. It's a adventure platform. It's a adventure puzzle platformer which is like exploration based. There's like no combat in it um, where you follow this um, girl who's going on a pilgrimage called Alk. She's going on a pilgrimage for her people. She's like one of the last of her people, like her mentor is the last one who did the pilgrimage. And when she starts her pilgrimage, she, you know, pays her respects to the shrine where she starts. And then suddenly she gets the, the, the lantern of basically the, the hero of their um, people. Who, mm. And that lantern hasn't lit in like, like centuries. Okay. And so she's suddenly tasked with not only going on this pilgrimage, but relighting the lighthouse, which hasn't been lit in like forever. And the world, and she finds out about the, the, the world once almost got consumed by something called the void and the light the hero is the reason why it was kept at bay and the guardians helped her with that and blah 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 
But since everything kind of faded away and people started forgetting about the Guardians and what they did, um, the Void is almost coming back. So every time you have to visit like a place to get the key to the temple, which is like this very small puzzle, and then you have to find the temple, you go to the temple, and there you do like more intricate puzzles, and you get a bit more lore. So there's like these tablets that you can read to get more lore about the world and stuff. And it's really cool because it's it's a floating world. So it's, they're all individual islands, kind of like with um, uh, Skyward Sword, except more islands and no lower part. It's just the dungeons um, and also no combat. Plus, the main character can turn into an eagle. Oh, nice. Only in the overworld, so in the dungeons you can't turn into an eagle, but in the overworld, it's so fun to fly in that game. Mm. It feels so good. Like, you use a button to flap, um, you can, like, dive bomb, you can transform into human, back into eagle. Like, if you want to do, like, a steep decline, um, it is it, it is so freeing to play that. So when the game ended, when it was like, oh, that, that that's it? I wanted to fly in there. <laughs> also, there was, like, the ending is, like, Mm, it's not bad but like i said the game has zero combat so of course when you reach the final boss all that happens is she does something in a cutscene and it ends anticlimactic yeah a little bit anticlimactic <laughs> like that is a game that feels more like the journey is way more interesting than the end game mm-hmm. Which is a little bit disappointing. Um, also, the the puzzles were challenging, not always for the right reasons. They weren't always like clever puzzles. You kind of figure out, oh, I need to do this, but then it's like, but what am I supposed to be paying attention to? And then, uh, and then this is mostly like the later dungeon, so I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who decides that they want to play it. I do still recommend the game. I'd recommend the game on sale, uh, even though full price is not that much. I think it's like... Um, I think it's like less than 10 bucks or something, and I got it on sale for like 5 or something. Wow. Um, yeah, that's... And yeah, and look, I'm not saying like you shouldn't buy it at full price. Um, we just, just did. <laughs> no, but it's not. Look, it's not just that, right? Because oh, it's still on sale, by the way. Um, oh, that's why it's twenty bucks. It's still on sale as of this recording, and it's on sale until let me check it before people get disappointed. Um, it's on sale until the twenty fourth of July. In the European eShop. I don't know about the American eShop. Just check it if you're in the US. Check if it's also on sale there until how long. But it's 20 bucks and I bought it for two. Oh, wow. That's a pretty steep discount. That is a pretty steep discount for the four hours and the lack of combat because it's a, um, it's a puzzle platformer. It's not an, it's not an action platformer. Um, for the two bucks, it's a complete and absolute steal. Get it. Enjoy the ride. If you want to milk the whole exploration thing, you can because there's a lot of islands. Some of them have like additional lore stuff about the world. Um, 
Like, it's a pretty decent map for an indie game. And I think, I think that it's the developer's, I don't know. I think it's the developer's first game. Because if you go to their website, it's like this game is like prominently on there. So I think it's for their first game. Um, Again, I'm not saying that it doesn't deserve the 20 bucks. I am saying that at the price it is now, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't pick it up. So... Uh, yeah, so Air, all the uh, memories of old. At this point, with the discount, 100% recommend. And I think that's it. That's all the games I have played. Um, and I don't think there's any other hidden news that I forgot about. So, Sean Templar, can you take us out? I will uh, try to do the honors. Um... Thank you all for tuning in to uh, another great episode of Game Rivals. Um, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, Overcast, uh, whatever cast, we're probably there. Um, our home on Anchor. Our, our home on Anchor. Um, I wonder how long Anchor is going to stay around because it's basically Anchor is owned by Spotify now. So, um, oh, hey, who knows? Um, you can find us uh, through email gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com on twitter at game underscore rivals underscore you can also find Maximilian there at Maximilian Uh, you can find us on Instagram at gamerivals and at Maximilian underscore x Uh, and you can find Maximilian on Twitch uh, at Maximilian underscore x Yep. yes and that's basically it yeah, that's yeah. it. On that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later. Later.